Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Coming back in. There it is. We're coming back in. Second segment. Austin, Jay Foreman, old school. Got a quick question from the text line. Asked if Dylan Rayola would commit with the activity in the portal pickup with receivers and linemen. Well, Derek in the car in Lincoln, that portal activity with Matt Rule is always on and popping. I think if anything, anybody hits the portal, they looking. So I don't think that'll change much with uh, Dylan, but, you know, possibly kind of like how uh, Deion Sanders, uh, you know, when he went to Colorado, you know, that portal activity, uh, not only people got in the portal, but they started reaching out. So I think, you look, it's a transition, transcendence uh, type of uh, recruit, and it could, you know, play off into positive uh, aspects throughout the whole team. And so uh, we got to get one domino first before we can knock them all down, but. Onto these Hellcat Huskers. I think they took a big step, you know, showing that they had some maturity, right? There's a there's one maturity, like I always say for a kid, you know, like kids where they say, yes, sir, no, ma'am, and, you know, clean up after themselves. Then there's sports maturity to go against a team that you're favored, you know, to beat, uh, that is ripe for the picking, and you need to beat them. And then you also need to win in, in, in a sense of to double down and show people what you did before, wasn't a fluke. Now, is Minnesota tops at the Big Ten? No, they're at the very bottom. But Nebraska went into overtime with a one-point victory the first time they played. Nebraska's gotten better. Minnesota's been struggling a little bit. Minnesota's had a leading up to that game a pretty hectic Travis travel schedule, so they're a little tired. So you had to beat them. It was always you know a ten-plus point game. Got a little dipped in there, got close, but Nebraska was able to pull away with with consistent and spread out scoring, which you like. That's what Fred DeHorberry's offense is known for. It's not, not all dependent on uh, Kasey Tominaga to hit bombs, and but everybody else kind of got busy. And obviously Sam Griesel had a phenomenal game, um, you know, as I think I said, you know, earlier in the year that, you know, the second half of the, the Big Ten season, I think you're going to see uh, consistent in, in, in a lot, you know, more scoring and dominant play from uh, Sam uh, uh, Griesel. So, and then obviously Sam Horberg had a really good game and he's been playing, you know, lights out. And that's what you need. You need guys to step up um, next man up. But, uh, you know, look, man, the, the, the Huskers right here, they've got they worked their tail off and, and, and have dealt with a ton of adversity, you know, for a team that's not known as a basketball school. And everybody's not expecting much of them. And it's a, in a total about face, new identity in the program and, you know, as a roster uh, to get to this point. There's not too many people in the Big Ten or even uh, lifelong Husker fans would have, would have thought they had been here at this point in time. But I want to ask you, Austin, with two games left, and uh, I'll tell you this right now, th- th- this, this is, this is going to go into your answer. You know, before the game, Nebraska was in the bottom four. That means that they would be playing on Wednesday. Now, after this weekend, Nebraska is number 10. So I think they would be playing on Thursday. That's a big step for a program. That's a big step if you're able to finish this thing off right to add to your resume, to put it, not slide it over, but slap it on the table into the decision makers. What do you think What do you think is, number one, going through the player's head, 
number one, going into, you know, playing, you know, next uh, or tomorrow against Michigan State. And then number two, um, what do you think if, if Nebraska is able to pull off this victory uh, tomorrow against Michigan State? What do you think this would mean for this program? Um, because I think this would be a monumental uh, victory against Michigan State. It absolutely would be. I'll start with the second question first. Yes, Fred Hoiberg hasn't beaten Michigan State yet. No better time for it than tomorrow. Plain and simple, Fred Hoiberg hadn't beaten Maryland before uh, the overtime win at PBA. Wasn't a better time for it than that to help get back to 500. Uh, yeah, that did get you back to 500. You beat Minnesota, you get above. So, you know, getting another first knocked off would be huge. Uh, beating Tom Izzo would be big. That would be, I think it would still be a quad one. It's right there on the borderline of a quad one or a quad two win, right. which goes a long way. I mean, you want as many of those as you can possibly get. So in the, in the sense of the big picture, yes, it's a step in the right direction to, you know, beat a big name program like Michigan State, even if they're not, you know, atop the conference, not playing up to their, uh, you know, blue blood kind of name. It's still a big win. That's still a team that, you know, you look up and down the roster, more recruiting stars, probably more talented. Tom Izzo, you know, Fred Hoiberg's a darn good basketball coach, but he doesn't have Tom Izzo's resume. So Nebraska's going to be an underdog. Right. You know, they got their moment in the sun as a favorite against Minnesota. Wasn't always pretty, like you said, but they handled it. They took care of business. They found a way to win the game. They're underdogs these next two. Um, so beating Michigan State yeah. as the underdog, you know, is another notch in your belt, another good win that helps, you know, build up for if you beat Michigan State, that's an NIT team. I think that's an NIT resume. If not safely, you feel like you have at least a you know 60-70% chance of getting in. So that would be huge from that standpoint. And it, what was the first question again? Sorry, I, I rambled too long. Talking about what what do you think is going through the the, oh, yeah. the player's mind? Uh, you know, going look, this is a huge win. I mean, it'd be a huge game. You haven't done it before, but you see it, and you've came this far. But you got to get through almost like your ultimate test, which is Tom Izzo and those Spartan dogs. Right. I hope that that's all that's on the players' mind because all that needed to be on their minds on Saturday was Minnesota. Jay, that was a perfect sort of trap game scenario. Not that the record's good enough to, you know, have a trap game where you can be looking ahead, but I would be shocked if there weren't, you know, a lot of eggs from the players in this upcoming Michigan State basket. You know, that's a, you know, borderline top 25 team, uh, you know, top 10 program in college basketball, the way Izzo's built it. There's a lot riding on this game. You know, we just talked about the big picture, but even in the context of this season in getting a postseason berth for the first time under Fred Hoiberg. So it seemed like the players, you know, had their heads screwed on straight against Minnesota, which is a good sign. And now you can't be looking ahead to Iowa. Your eggs are in this basket for Michigan State. Don't worry about postseason. Don't worry about what happens in Chicago for the Big Ten tournament. You've got to be all in on this Michigan State game, on defending your home court, keeping that home record looking the way it is. Because if that focus slips for even a second, you miss the opportunity. Michigan State, the way they like to run and transition, even off of made baskets, can catch even teams that are prepared for it off guard a few times a game. And we've seen Nebraska doesn't really blow teams out, so you need to be locked in all 40 minutes, both ends of the floor. You have to you know, find a way to keep that big-picture goal of postseason in mind, but you can't make that your focus because you don't get there if you lay an egg against Michigan State. You don't get there if you go on the road right. and get blasted by Iowa after that. And, and really, I think you know a good example to look back on, obviously, 
you know, your teams playing for national championships weren't just scrapping and clawing to get to 500, but you had that sense of, you know, the bigger picture is compete for a national championship, get to the postseason, make it count. But from the way I hear you talk and other, you know, guys on the team talk, you still had to lock in week to week, focus on that week's game plan and use them, you know, almost like building blocks and, and keep that big picture in your mind, but toward the back of your mind. Yeah, it's huge to be, you know, the focus is, is, is what you need. Cause that's what, you know, lead to your, your work habits and, you know, obviously your fundamentals and everything you need to play in these big games. There's a lot of pressure. It's probably going to be sold out again, eight o'clock prime time. The eyes of the big 10 are watching. And, and like you said, Michigan state likes to run off of makes or misses. Um, you know, they're always going to be a physical and tough team. So they're going to challenge you physically. Um, mentally, I think they're going to challenge you as well. Uh, but also, look, last time Nebraska played Michigan State up there, Michigan State moved that ball really, really well. Even when Nebraska did rotate well on defense or, or quickly, they were able to get some good shots. And it was the, it was the first game Tyson Walker uh, really had his coming out party from, you know, coming back off an of injury uh, from the previous year uh, was against them. And he's been on a tear the last two games. You know, when they beat Indiana by, I think, 15 points, he had 23 and a loss to Iowa, which was a crazy game where Michigan State had the control of the game all the way up until Iowa started hitting threes, YOLO bombs, and then lost in overtime. Uh, Tyson Walker had 31 points. And so the focus defensively, yes, we're going to worry about We're going to lock in. But we know what we need to do. We need to find a way to slow down Tyson Walker because as Michigan State up until this game at Iowa – has shown you that they have been on a little bit of a tear. They beat Indiana pretty easily, right? Mm-hmm. And so when they done that, that let that let you know everybody. They put the Big Ten on notice, put the NCAA tournament on notice, and it was led by Tyson Walker and everything. Everybody else fed off of that. And so what Nebraska has to do is one, use this home crowd, use this situation to our advantage. Michigan State is thinking about Nebraska. They know the team that they beat up there in East Lansing isn't the one that they're going to face tomorrow night. They're Got to face Michigan Sam Hoiberg State's tomorrow. Probably just touching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they are touching down today, tonight, probably right about now. And they are studying Nebraska, what they've done well. And this is all coming off an ugly loss or an embarrassing loss towards the end of the game against Iowa at Iowa City. So the turnaround for them is quickly. So it could, you know, work to their advantage, you know, coming off a 112, 106 uh, loss, which you expect not ever for Michigan State because they're a defensive team uh, to give up 112 points. But it could be some of that hangover of how did we lose that game? We couldn't hit free throws down the end of the stretch. Tyson Walker as well. Uh, we lost our way. Uh, Coach Izzo is definitely probably on them and their walkthrough. Or maybe they had a practice uh, thinking of how did we not execute end of the game situations, what he's known for. Um, and then that also gives confidence to, to Nebraska. And, and, and here's two reasons why. Number one. Michigan State's let you know they have a chink in their armor, right? So they're, they are beatable, mm-hmm. right? It's like when Rocky finally cut open I- Ivan Drago. Number two, they have a mental advantage if they can get to the point where the game is tight. Nebraska has shown they can pull away when it's close, whether it's getting to overtime, scratching a claw and getting to overtime, pulling away, or closing out a game and pulling away at the end of the game. And so – Nebraska has a little bit more of a mental advantage, but they still got to go out and work for it. You know, Michigan State's going to come in inspired. It's going to be up to Nebraska to go out there and play the way Nebraska has been playing and take the game away from it. And that's what Michigan State makes you do. They make you go beat them, but it's also they're beatable this year 
Uh, but you just got to go out and do it. And I think Nebraska matches up well with them. Essentially, um, Michigan State doesn't have, you know, a Mateen Cleaves or somebody like that where you think he's a next-level player. They're a good team. Tyson Walker's been on a tear. But I think if Nebraska does a really good job of always having eyes on him and a body to him, I think they can slow him down. I think teams this last couple of weeks, as is, you know, you get worn out and defense isn't as fun, and you get towards the end of the season, Tyson Walker is starting to get, he's starting to get, you know, his legs are starting to come back to him, and he's starting to really get off on people. So, um, you know, Nebraska's got to be aware of him and uh, don't give him nothing easy, and uh, you know, stick around and then pull away at the end or go out and. And take control of the game. I think Michigan State is right for the picking um, because Nebraska is playing a lot, lot better basketball than they had before. And Michigan State played a pretty special brand of offense when they, Nebraska played them up there in East Lansing. So now all, all that's off the table. And uh, when you're coming off a loss into a big win, both of them right now, when you look at the Big Ten rankings now, um, Michigan State's number nine, Nebraska's 10. Um, Nebraska wins this game. I think there still would be behind uh michigan state because i think michigan state has mm-hmm. one more victory and it's split right um but uh nebraska has one more loss in in the loss column but the michigan state would be nine and nine in conference nebraska would be nine and ten but that would secure nebraska kind of in that 10 spot potentially because wisconsin and penn state have a hard schedule here coming down these last two games and so uh we'll dive into that a little bit more in the top of the hour i'd say austin you know what ifs in the, in the scenarios um and what Nebraska needs to do. But uh, we're going to go to a short break or go to a break right here. Then we're going to have a short segment. And then we're going to have a couple questions, the NFL questions. I always like this because of uh, uh, DP and these commanders. They release old cards, cards to win. So I want to get your take on that and also with the Bears. So Austin and Jay Foreman, old school. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 